0: This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. In the last episode, you got to meet a mentor and friend of mine named Jim Bunch. He's someone that I have sought a lot of advice from as I made the decision to move to Austin to work with Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. And in that episode, we talked very specifically about the one thing that may be sabotaging your productivity and you're not even aware of it. So if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. In this episode, we're going to talk about another challenge that we often hear you ask. The question around, how do I find my purpose? How do you find that thing that you were destined to wake up and do every single day? How do you find the reason that you are here on earth? What is that legacy that you are looking to leave? Today, you're gonna meet a friend of mine, Keith Yaki, who's the founder of Amplify Live. His whole purpose at this point in his life is to show people how to discover their purpose and amplify their life. And this all came about because someone who was very close to him ended up passing away with regret in their heart.
1: So my mom passed away from cancer almost 10 years ago. And I was there at, at, at her bedside when she was passing. And it was the look of regret in her eye that changed everything for me. It was, she looked at me and was basically like, I'm passing on, there's things I didn't do, there was a person I didn't become. Don't let that happen to you. And that's what started my entrepreneurial journey because I had these fears. I didn't want to be on my deathbed with regrets. And it was before hashtag no regrets was popular, any of that. But that is our mantra. Even to this day, everything is, would you regret not doing this? Yes, I would. So I'd rather go make a fool of myself than regret it.
0: At the time, Keith wasn't living his calling when it came to what he did every day professionally. And he set out on a mission to make a change. And today, we explore his journey and how you can take some of those lessons that he learned to apply them in your life to discover your purpose. Let's get into my conversation with Keith Yaki.
2: Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, So Mr.
1: Yaki, what is going on, brother? Dude, just stoked to be on your show again, man, and hanging with you. I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So you know, you and I connected because we were in a mastermind together. And I just, I remember sitting at the dinner table. I think we are at, was it Ty Lopez's house? Yeah. And and you were just cracking jokes from across the table. And usually I'm the funny guy. So when I see another <laughs> funny guy, I get real excited because it's like, great. Somebody else to riff off of. Yeah. But once once we actually got to know each other, your story really resonated with me because I know there are so many people out there who they wake up every day and they're not trading their life for something of value. Mm. At the end of the day, they have the most valuable resource, their time. And every day they invest it consciously or unconsciously, and they are not getting a good return there. They're not doing their life's calling. And you've had a similar story. So take me back to when you were in construction and, and when you realized that you needed
1: to make a change. I think the reason I was so funny that night is I may have had a drink or two. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> so, um, so, the hilarity was uh, coming forth. But, you know, it's so interesting that we get to talk about this topic. Obviously, you know, this is close to my heart and now it is my life's calling to help people discover this. But one of the things I've realized is that if we were to go back even before the construction job I hated, I was a pastor and a lot of people kind of find that because I curse now and I, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing me now in the way that I want to do me. And so as I was a pastor, I quit being a pastor and I literally found myself at a really low spot. And it was this, I walked into Apple one, looking for a job, mm. not Apple, Apple. Apple one, Apple one was a, uh, like a temp agency to help you find a job. And I was hoping to make 13 to $15 an hour, not thinking I had really any skill or any self-worth. And so that's when I kind of got out of that and started doing this construction thing because I was going to get paid better and move close to family and all these types of stuff. So it just goes to show me that anybody who had a high sense of self-worth can find themselves in a situation where they're starting to wonder what the heck is my life all about. Little did I realize at that moment that all the things I learned as being a pastor, a love of learning, a love of sharing, a love of helping, a love of teaching is actually everything that was training me to do what I do now, for which everything I absolutely love. I love everything about my life.
0: So I want to pause there real quick because for the people who are listening to this or for the people who are watching live on Facebook Live right now, how many of you are in the position where you're doing something because if you were to really look in the mirror, you just haven't really recognized your value? Maybe you think you're not good enough. Maybe you think you're not deserving. Maybe you just can't perceive a way to make a change, even though you know you want to make it happen. For those of us who are who are doing live, throw a thumbs up or a heart, leave some comments so that we can interact with you guys. But... I've definitely been there, and I. Yeah. It's a lonely place because you're just not sure what to do, and so you're in that moment, you don't have the self worth. What was that thing, that one thing that
1: made you take action and do something different? Okay, so uh, it was a and 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 I hate this because it sounds a little cliche, but it wasn't one thing. It wasn't like one big. Thing. You it was stop a it. Of a lot.
0: You stop it. This is the one thing podcast. You can only pick I, one. I
1: know. I know. You only get one. I'm now on one thing, but it was a series of small little one things that led me right to where I I wanted to go. So um, I did the construction thing and realized I absolutely hated it um, because the culture there was not one of innovation; it was one more of just time served, do what you're told, shut up and listen to us, even if you have great ideas, we don't want to hear them. And that I hated that. I wanted to feel like I was adding value to something. So um, the funniest thing is I actually saw a late night infomercial somebody saying, Hey, you can invest in real estate. And a lot of the tenets of what investing in real estate meant something to me, because I did have a construction background. Um, there was things I go, dude, I could probably do that. And I bought a course, believe it or not. I just bought a course, took it in, hired up, signed up for their mentor thing. And that led me down the entrepreneurial journey almost 10 years ago. When I realized, wait a second, this real estate thing, Hey, I'm pretty good. I flipped like a couple hundred properties on the first couple of years. So we did really well financially, but I was starting to feel my mojo again. Like, Oh my gosh, I got this. I'm not, you know, a worthless, whatever, like some people have told me I was. Right. And that is what really opened my eyes up to setting me down this path of, I got good at flipping real estate. So somebody said, Hey, will you come teach it for us? And then, so I get back on stage, and that whole pastor part of me came back where I was, I was good on stage. I was good at presenting. I was good at sharing. I liked helping. And that is the, the real switch in my life. That might be the one thing, that one series of things that happened where I was like, holy cow. This is what I'm supposed to do. Become good at something and then share how I got good at it and how others can get good at it as well. And that's been my path for the last 10 years.
0: I remember when I was back in medical device sales and I was at this low point, I had lost complete passion for my job. And I was speaking with a mentor, just saying, gosh, I need to make a change. I know I'm not waking up and living my life's calling. I know I need to do something different. And he shared something that truly shocked me. And, and the, your story is resonating on this. And he said, don't hate on your stepping stone. Yeah. I said, excuse me. He goes, You have a destination you want to be, and you're gonna have to hop across a bunch of stepping stones to get there. But what you're doing right now, you're self-sabotaging, you're hating on your stepping stone. You'll never be able to get to that next opportunity or the next opportunity without this one today. And the message I'm hearing from you, if I can leave a message with the audience or the people who are watching on Facebook Live right now, look at where you are today. And recognize, even if it's not perfect, what's the value that you are getting from this situation? What is that skill set that you are acquiring currently that is absolutely vital to that next opportunity or that next opportunity? Because here Keith is, you know, as a pastor, he learns how to stand in front of people, he learns how to teach, he learns how how to empower people. And then he gets into real estate and just it it all just comes rushing forward. Now, most people, who are in a position where they, they're not financially where they want to be, they're not fulfilled where they want to be, they will just go in any direction to try to eliminate that pain. And they start to climb that ladder. They start to go down that journey, but they get to the top, they make all the money, and they realize the ladder's been leaning against the wrong wall. Here you are in real estate, you start doing incredibly well, yeah. but you look up and something's still missing. Talk about that.
1: I was unfulfilled, and it was by it was you know they we've all heard the quote the the quality of your life it is, is determined by the quality of your questions, right? And uh, sometimes you're not even you're not even the one asking the question; somebody asks it of you out of the blue, and you're like, "Oh, oh wait, hold on a second, I hadn't thought about it in that regard." Like the first time when I asked you why you're so handsome, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so handsome! Do you really think <laughs> so? Oh yeah." <laughs> so. so Uh, did the seminar teaching thing, even created another one with another friend of mine. Here's what I learned. And I love that not despising the day of small beginnings or not, you know, not, what did you say? Not hating on your stepping stone. Don't hate hating on your stepping stones because there's people I met along the way that even now we would say we have disagreements, but I really honor those and value those relationships so much because of all that I learned from them and, and, and the things I was able to take away and who I became in the process of knowing them. So at that point, um, I got introduced to, this was about four and a half, about, about almost four years ago. I got introduced to Brendan Burchard. Yep. and he was the one to ask the question, Keith, if I put you in front of 5 million people, what would you say? That was the question that changed it all for me. And it was like, I don't know what to say, And I realized that just making money or just teaching people how to make money, that's not what I wanted written on my headstone. Mm. I didn't want that. Keith was a great uh, educator of people on how to make money that I was just like, "Mm." there's more under the hood here than that. And so that's why I was like, I've got to go discover what my calling is. What is Keith Yaki? Why was he? Because I would look at like Brendan or Tony Robbins or Gary Keller, like these guys literally you look at them and you go, they were sent to earth to do what they do. Like you, there's that R around them. Right. And frankly, I'm like, I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. I want that, but I don't know how to find it. And so dude, it was me saying, I'm going to join every mastermind. Every group, I spent close to 150 grand. Not everybody has to do that. I'm a little fanatical and extreme like that spending. I went to every event, joined all the groups because I'm like, What is the framework on how to really figure out what I'm supposed to do? And when, if I figure that out, I'm going to bring it back to the world? And that's why I do what I do now because I believe I figured it out. The best step by step way. The woo woo ways didn't really make sense to me. I don't know anything about chakras. I don't know much about crystals. (laughs) I just know about step by step processes. And here's the one thing. And I told you this the other day. And I want I want everybody to hear this. That pictorial analogy of the iceberg. The purpose, the priority, and then the profit, or I, in my world, I think of the production. Like I think about what you and I do. And we sit here, we shoot a lot of videos, we're out front, we're the face of our companies. And people be like, God, they they don't ever want to get on camera. They don't want to do any of that. But dude, it's been 20 years that I've been s- jumping on stage, jumping in front of the camera, but nobody sees, they just see the tip of the iceberg. Oh, he just has this company that teaches people how to find their calling that's easy. I can go take his framework, but yes, but, but you're not, you haven't embodied it. You're not that person yet. So I went all over the place, but what's the one thing you got out of
0: that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the thing, and for the people who are listening to this or watching on Facebook live, what he's referring to in the book, we have the image of the iceberg and you only see the tip of the iceberg that's above the water and that's the profit. But below the surface, what you don't see is the priority of how they how they invested their time and below that is the purpose that's driving it all. Yeah, so for those of you you may you may be chasing dollars, you may be chasing career advancement, business growth, but are you looking at the things that actually make that easier or unnecessary? Are you looking at your priority, how you actually invest your time? Are you looking at the purpose, the reason that you are here and allowing that to drive absolutely everything? and the thing that the question that Brendan asked you about if if he put you in front of 5 million people what would you say I'll pose that to everybody here if we put you in front of 5 million people today and you could only spread one message what would it be mm. now here's where i think people sometimes get confused cuz they feel like oh maybe i have to go become a professional speaker most people are not destined to do that but i think i'll use Gary Keller as an example at his core he's a teacher he loves to teach he loves to wake up every single day and wrestle with certain models. He likes to test them. He likes to break them. And then he likes to teach them. And he weaves that into Keller Williams. That Keller Williams is not a real estate company. It's a training and education company, now a technology company, that happens to be in real estate. So just because there is a way that you can take that calling, that message, and weave it into what you do every single day, yeah. give yourself permission to begin exploring that.
1: That, and and that's the thing. So the reason why I love that iceberg analogy, because the purpose is the the foundation. I was like, dude, what is my purpose? And I think when people discover that, that's when they really start to discover what the priority and the, pro, and the profit is. But here's what I've also found. A lot of people have a hard time discovering their purpose. And what I've discovered is that most purposes are found in problems. Okay, say that again. Most purposes are found in problems. Let me give you a couple of examples. Please. Uh, we were all so tired of carrying around bags and bags of CDs and losing them under our uh, uh, under our car seat or having them hang from our visor. Someone's like, dude, there's got to be an easier way. We can stick all this music into one little thing. And there was a problem. And so what happened? Steve Jobs now had a purpose of discovering how to get that music out to people in little nanopods or iPods, right? Yep. Um, we all wanted to search online, but we can't figure out how do we get all this information together Two Russians, dude, Russian dudes decided, why don't we put everything together? We'll call it Google. And so in the problem, the purpose arose, we need to get information faster to people. And so oftentimes when people are saying, gosh, I wish that X would happen, or this is wrong. Usually it's the the purpose is staring you right in the face saying, it's your job to fix that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so
1: for me, like people go, Heath, how did you find your purpose? My purpose was I had no idea how to find my purpose and I had to go create or find out what is a logical flow that anybody can do in any niche at any time to go feel like they're on path. I don't know what your destination is. I can't get you there, but I can get you pointed in the right direction so that you can discover that as you go along.
0: We know from interacting with so many of you that finding your purpose is still something you're struggling with. And a quick aside there, you heard me in the last episode announce that in the very near future, we're going to be opening the doors to a founding member group for a new membership training platform that we're doing. Part of the reason we do this is because we don't ever just want to create content for you guys that just guesses at what your problem is. We, we wouldn't just guess that finding your purpose is a big problem. We want to work closely with a group of people, with you frankly, to identify exactly what your problems are, and then customize the membership platform to your needs. So if you have any interest at all in being a part of this founding member group, if you just want to raise your hand and demonstrate some interest, text the word founder to the number 33444. Again, text the word founder to the number 33444, and then we can reach out to you and let you know what's involved with all of that. And full transparency, Keith, I'm still struggling with finding my purpose. I know at my heart, I'm a trainer. I know I'm a teacher. I I know I want to empower others to empower others. But what that ultimate purpose is, is still a big question mark for me. So let's let's walk through that process a little bit. So anybody who's watching or listening to this can begin that journey for themselves.
1: Okay, cool. Well, first of all, let's start with the overarching view. And that is understanding that there are seasons. Okay? So I don't think that you have one purpose. Like I don't know that I'm going to be teaching people their purpose until I'm 97 years old and I decide to retire and take the next 20 years off. Right? Like I, because I think I'm going to live to 117.
0: <laughs> but, you just did that math in your head pretty fast. You're a smart guy.
1: See right there. You, there was a reason why I got an A in math
0: class. There you go. <laughs> Not just I a pretty face. Hard,
1: but math, I was good at. So, uh, there's seasons. You know what I mean? And the best analogy I can use for seasons is just think of a mother, right? I've got a two and a half, almost three-year-old daughter. This last two and a half years season has been different than the two and a half years before because my other kids are, are pretty much older and raised. That was a fun season. We can go party, we traveled all over the US. Now we've got a two and a half year old baby that's had colic for the first eight months. Mm-hmm. That's a different season. So, like what's so first of all, I gotta understand our season and what we're in. Um, the, another thing I think that people need to really understand is sometimes people are looking for new work or different work. And actually the answer is actually just show up to your work in a new way or show up to your work in a different manner.
0: Mm, Say that again.
1: Okay. A lot of people want to find new work and they should really just show up to the old work in a new way. And you can imbue purpose in what you do oftentimes. So I say we're living on purpose and then we're living with purpose. Okay, so like there's two things I don't I don't mean to make it like a little word game, like what the heck was he meaning by that? I wanted to be very clear. And that is I have a purpose for my life. And that is to be the best possible Keith Yaki I can possibly be. So I know that if I'm putting Twinkies and donuts in my mouth, that's going to hinder my effect unless I was having hemp shakes and green smoothies. Right. So there's there's that's just generalized. I want to live with the purpose of being the best now, what is my singular one purpose right now that I've honed down on? And that is to help people discover their calling. Okay, so like, so living on purpose and living with purpose are two different things. And I find the people that actually find their real purpose are the people that start with just saying, I'm gonna live on purpose with intention. I'm gonna wake up today and I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z and actually do it.
0: It's the One Thing Podcast. I'm Jeff Woods. So far, what we've heard is that there are seasons when it comes to your life. You know, oftentimes it's easy to get lost in the weeds, but when you look back on the decades that you've been on this earth so far, it really has been broken down into seasons. You know, so far, I've got, Keith and I both have little kids right now, and that carries its own challenges and, and absolute benefits with it, but that too will pass. So recognizing that whatever season you're in right now, it is a season. And the second thing is to live a life on purpose, which comes down to, putting intention behind what you do. And if you're not clear on what your intention is, maybe your intention is to find your intention. But it's about opening yourself up to what is that purpose? What is that thing that I will do every single day? What is my intention and that drive that will push me forward? This is when Keith had another thing to share.
1: Another thing that I, that I really think people understand, need to understand, especially if they're trying to mix profession with passion or profession with whatever, I think that people really need to understand that passion, I believe, is the, is the, uh, the first-class ticket to the poorhouse. Following your passion will be the first—90% of people who follow their passion become broke within a year or two. Because passion is not the underlying thing that will actually get you to be fulfilled. It's actually skills, skill set, and chops. So I wanted to build a house when I was 22. I had all the passion in the world, but if I didn't know actually how to do it, my passion wouldn't have mattered. A lot of people are passionate about being a singer on American Idol, but they don't have the skills to do it. (laughs) I just had some funny flashbacks. Right? So what I'm saying is, Oftentimes, we need to look and say, "What are our really? What are we skilled at?" And I think maybe you and I were talking about this. But I talk with this about a lot of people. We all wanted to be. We all want to be treated as rare and valuable, or paid like we're rare and valuable. But if you don't possess a skill that's rare and valuable, if not excellent at what you do, then you're not going to be experienced or paid for being rare and valuable. So I think people understand. How do my skills play into this? So
0: it's not necessarily that passion alone isn't what's going to get you there. It's passion coupled with possessing a skill set, whether you have it innately or whether you set the intention to go out and acquire those skill sets. Exactly. Okay. All right. So there's seasons, you live on purpose, passion plus skill set.
1: Yep. Um, another thing that I think a lot of people forget because they'll see maybe you and I jumping on these podcasts and we're sharing our thoughts, we're sharing our ideas. And what really I've learned, and I learned this big from Brendan, but, but for so many other people, and that is you get paid for your perspective. Not everything I share is new; it's just my perspective or my take on something that we all either think we know or, or don't really know clear enough. And the best example of this is a stand-up comedian. They all talk about relationships, kids, sex, alcohol, rental cars, faucets that are electronic. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> but it's just a different angle and they go and they repeat back to us the way we go, I've never thought of it in that way, but you're absolutely right. So you get paid for your perspective. So a lot of people think they have to have these new novel concepts. They've got to figure out how to split the atom when in reality, no, you don't. You just have to share in your voice.
0: So, so I'll, I'll repeat back what I'm hearing, um, okay. which is finding your purpose, figuring out how to turn that into a profit vehicle for you. It's not that you necessarily have to go and reinvent the wheel. You don't have to go out and be Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. It's simply a matter of bringing your perspective to the table, which inherently brings value because there is going to be a certain set of people that will resonate with you and the way that you describe things. That's actually really empowering for me because, and I'm sure it is for the people out there because not very few of us are going to be the Zuckerbergs, the jobs, the musks. Yeah. Yet we do see the world in a certain way. And there is a way that we can share that message or bring it into our organization.
1: If we do take those three individuals you mentioned—Zuckerberg, yeah. Jobs, and Musk—they are the they're the 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 Mount Rushmore of innovators and modern day revolutionaries, right? right? But if you think about what they did, they actually took known technology at the time and just combined it to show their perspective. Cars had been around. Elon did not invent cars. Right. He just invented a new way of cars. Steve Jobs did not invent the computer or music. He just reinvented his perspective on how we should consume it. Zuckerberg did not invent the Internet. He just harnessed it in a different way. And so I think why that was so powerful for me is because I had people look at me, especially when I started creating Amplify this this journey that started almost four years ago. My investor buddies are like, You're crazy, dude. What do you who do you think you are? That mm-hmm. you're gonna, what do you think? You're the next Tony Robbins? I'm like, I don't even have any I don't I don't even care to be Tony Robbins. I don't want to be Tony Robbins. And but that's what they would think. What do you think are gonna motivate people? Who do you think you are? And I realized. I'm a person with a different perspective on some things that maybe others have thought were true, but I don't think they are. And I want to share my thoughts on it.
0: So I feel I'm in this place where it's like, all of this is landing with me individually, whether it's the seasons, whether it's living on purpose, whether it's the skills plus the passion, whether it's the perspective, yet I still sit here feeling like I don't know what to do next, I don't know where to go with this. And and I'll I'll put the, the caveat in there that I don't really believe that there's any like five steps to discovering your purpose. You know, it is a journey. But what is that next step for someone like me along my journey?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I think being aware that you're on a journey and that you're a path, I think it just, meaning this, if you put a new lens in front of you, and this is kind of a Covey type thing, you so, know, looking through your lens, if your lens is, hey, I'm gonna only do projects or only be a part of things that align with what I really believe. And and you have to ask yourself, what the heck you even believe? And and this is very Keller esque in some way. like what is your one thing? Does it align with your one thing? And if not, then I'm not gonna partake of it. Okay. And so that's why I love that book. That's why next month my reading club is doing that book because we just it's it's so aligned with if you have the understanding of I do have a calling, I do have a purpose, I mean, it might not be crystallized right in front of me, but I know that it will come up because I'll tell you on my journey, it took me about two years to really discover this is it. And I thought I had it a couple of times before I have it. I think I have it now, but I have a I know now with the history behind me and then in a year it's going to become even more fine tuned and it's going even and it might even take a difference. So I think a lot of times what happens with people is this they think. My purpose is only one expression, and if it doesn't come in this expression, then it's not my purpose. And I think that that's untrue as well. So let me give you, this is a roundabout way to answer your question, but I promise you I'm getting there. Some people say, my purpose is to help people. Okay, cool. Are you going to help them medically? Are you going to help them emotionally? Are you going to help them with their arithmetic? What are you, a doctor, a psychologist, a teacher? Are you going to help people lift heavy weights? Are you a personal trainer? Like, How are you helping people? There's a lot of different expressions and so kind of like seasons, there's a lot of different expressions of what your purpose is going to be. I look at you and I say, Jeff Woods, dude, you have a huge heart that you want to help people. Like you want to empower others, empower others like that, that, that radiates off who you are. And so I feel like in your life, you're going to have many different expressions, what that is. And because of your skill, and I say skill in the most broad sense, because a lot of people think skill is just hammering a nail good driving a car fast, or typing really good. In reality, your skill at being able to connect with people and have people build instant rapport, that is a huge skill, which you have used in a fantastic way to not only to your advantage, but to do what you do, and that is empower others to empower others. So I feel like like for you, that's going to take some different expressions. And here's what I always tell everybody. And whether I believe in God or don't believe in God or whatever I happen to believe in god i'm a, that's I'm a i am thats i am believe we're created to create. um I simply say this, God can't steer a parked car. so I don't think that stopping to figure it out is the answer. It's always a moving thing, and it starts to blossom. So I always tell people this: keep doing exactly what you're doing and watch the opportunities come evolve. but on the side. Here's my three-step, here is my three-step process. I say, find the guru who you want to be like or who's in the niche you want to be, go buy all of their materials, become their student, really embrace everything they have, and then either go intern, volunteer, or start to work for that organization because that way you can see the inside of things. And you can either say, I love surfing, I love making surfboards, I went to work for a shaper and I hated the fiberglass in my nostrils. So I decided I don't want to be a shaper. I started sponsoring competitions. I realized it was too cutthroat. So I don't want to be a comp- surfing competition holder. I started working in the surfboard shop where we sold clothes at like Jack's Surfboard. And I realized I hated working with customers. So I realized surfing is just a hobby. I'm not going to try to make money doing it because I tried these other avenues and they sucked
0: it makes sense? Yeah. Well, it's it's not like you have to pick one thing and that it has to be the thing that you end up doing forever. It's almost more valuable to
1: understand what you don't want to do. And don't quit your job. Yeah. To me to, now, some people are in a spot, but for example, if you were doing your medical device sales and you quit it and you found something else, I don't know if that's what you did. Nope. But there are some people that are highly highly talented in a lot of different things they can do that. But it is the rare few. So I tell people this, Do not jump out of the airplane hoping that you can pack your parachute on the way down. That's foolhardy. It's reckless. And it's just bad advice. Pack the parachute as well as you can by trying all these different avenues and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, the the thing that's sitting with me right now that I would would bookend for everybody who's listening to this is, like you said, um, God doesn't steer a parked car. You have to be in motion. And I think it's, First and foremost, I'll I'll, I'll apply the question that Brennan asked you. If we put you in front of five million people today, what's that message that you would share? You know, I I often think if I could, when I tuck my kids at night, like if today were my last day on Earth and I wanted them to remember just one message from me, what would that be? And how can I begin to weave that into what I do on a daily basis? And a real application of how it's just connecting. Now, in the last episode, everybody met Jim Bunch, who's a friend and a mentor of mine. He's somebody I sat down with. Before I accepted the job to move here to Austin, Texas, I remember sitting down with him and saying, Jim, I don't know if this is the next right move. He said, what are your values? I said, I don't really know. And He walked me through an exercise to help me understand what my core values were. What were the things that if these are not in my life, it's not a life worth living. Mm Mm-hmm building meaningful relationships. Like you said, I'm a super connector. Building meaningful relationships was my number one. Experiencing growth, number two. Making an impact, number three. And he then said, it's not about whether or not this is the right job for you. It's about how can you take those core things and weave them into what you would do with this job. So good. So good. Right? So... Every single one of us who's watching or listening to this, there are certain key pillars that if we said, what are the three, what's the one thing, two thing, three things that must be in your life or it is not a life worth living. Can you weave that into what you are doing currently as a business owner? Can you weave that into what you're doing currently as a stay-at-home parent? And begin to walk that road because it will unfold The next stepping stone, and the next stepping stone, and the next stepping stone.
1: We're so afraid of trying new things. It's 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 become like a societal thing. Like, well, if you weren't this by the time you were thirteen, then you're probably not going to be that. And the truth of the matter is that is so untrue. If you really do look at the people we hold on a pedestal, the greats, oftentimes they didn't figure out their one thing till really later. We see a few anomalies. And we go, oh my God! Kevin Hart was born to be a comedian. But if you had asked him five years ago, before his breakout, and he was 13 years into a stand-up comedy gig and not having made a lot of money, I don't know that in year 12 he would have said, "I was absolutely born to do this. No, no matter what, I'm going to be at the top." So we see a Beyonce, we see a Jay Z, we see a couple of top, and we go, they must have known forever. And we actually use that as an example. And reality. They're not a good example.
0: You're seeing the tip of the iceberg above the water. You don't see the struggle, the pain, the indecision, the lack of clarity that was their journey leading up to that.
1: Yep. And they are the point like 1705s. Like there's so many zeros. There's such a small minority. And so like, let's bring this down to real people living. Like um, a lot of us are scared to try things. And every year I put a fear fear to face um, this year. This is the one fear I'm going to face. Uh, almost four years ago, it was learn how to build a website. Who knew that now I make almost exclusively all of my money online from websites I built with my team. I, but I, I was so afraid of it, but I realized in that fear I needed to try it. Uh, this year was uh, do stand-up comedy. Um, I even hired a coach four and a half years ago, almost five years ago to do stand-up comedy. I went to two coaching sessions and I quit because I didn't think I could do it, but he never pushed me to get up there. And so I hired a stand-up comedy coach at the very end of this uh, November, and now I've done seven shows.
0: I thought you got funnier.
1: <laughs> you know what's so funny? Here's, but here's the here's, here's here's the real funny punchline to this joke. I did two p- paid shows that people paid to go and present, like to, to just go and watch real comedians. And they announced me, and our next comic – funny guy from Las Vegas, Keith Yaki. And so I did my first eight minute show, got a few laughs. My second eight minute show, I got even less laughs. And the host literally sat me down and said, we like you, but you're just not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not giving up. I'm just, you know, there's, there's things. So in summation, let me say this. Everybody thinks that you have to have the it factor. Only people with the it factor are going somewhere. And the truth is it's not it factor it's grit factor. And I know that sounds cliché, but it's the truth. And so, if people are thinking their stuff in their heart, go try it. You never you're not going to know until you explore it. Don't think about it and get, I wonder if I should have to me the comedy thing was I don't want to die saying I wonder if I could have been a really funny stand-up comedian. I know I can be. It just going to take a lot of work. And that's okay. But now I know what the real journey is. It's not some uh, ideal in my head. And that's what I would encourage anybody here listening today. Go try it.
0: I remember Gary Keller sharing um something with Jay and me and I'm going to paraphrase what it was but he basically said one of the worst things that could happen is you end up living a life full of regret. You know, fast-forwarding to the end of your life and you have regret. Don't believe us. Go hang out in an old in a retirement home and start talking with the people who are there and the people who are have a heart filled of regret. That's just it. And I had this conversation with my wife last night. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that you just don't know how to do yeah. it yet. Give yourself that permission to yeah. begin your journey to discovering it. Well, Keith, where you're, you have an event that's coming up here that for people who want to take that next step and kind of do what you did in terms of attending the conferences that would actually help them there. Talk a little bit about what the Amplify Live experience is.
1: Okay. The Amplify Live experience is just that, man. It is where I believe that this thing right here, this microphone, the biggest microphone in the world is the internet. And so that people already possess, most likely most people possess an expertise that they're already good at and that they could actually get paid really well to share with others. If they just knew the mechanics, the mindset, and the motivation to get it out there. And so that's what we teach for three days. I bring in awesome entrepreneurs that share their journey of how they took their expertise and how they got it out to the world to get paid doing it. That's what Amplify Live is all about. Awesome, man. And it's a three step process find or fine tune your message, frame your information so others can follow you, and then funnel audiences to your expertise so you can get paid. If you follow those three steps, then um, y- you could make money online.
0: Love it. And if people want to check it out, they can go to the one thing.com slash amplify. That's with the number one in the URL. So the one thing.com slash amplify.
1: That's our thing about making money online with your perspective. The the website that I have been leading a lot of people to is, is my course on how to discover their past, which is which is which is an eight week long coaching where they have, you know, access to me. And that's findoutwhylive.com. dot com. That famous quote that fo- that famous quote. You know, the, the two most important days when you live or when, you, when you're when you born and when you find out why. So findoutlive.com is me helping you discover how to find out what why you were born. Love it, man. Well, thanks for the time and uh, we'll talk soon. I can't wait to put, put this to my people because you're amazing, bro. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hugs and kisses. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Keith Yaki from Amplify Live. Folks, I said it earlier in the episode, We don't know if there's a a five-step process to finding your purpose. If there's one message we can leave you with from this episode, it's to recognize that finding your purpose is a journey. Can you give yourself permission to begin that journey if you haven't done so already? That purpose for you may shift year after year. That's okay. It's about the journey, not the destination. Let us know if you'd like to learn more about what it would take to become a founding member for our new membership platform. This would mean we'd be working directly with you as well as a group of other people to customize our next membership training platform to your needs. Just like how we would have never known that finding your purpose is a real issue unless you had told us, there are a lot of other issues that we are going to be customizing training for and you have the opportunity to raise your hand and say, hey, at least I'd like to learn more about this. So if you are interested, go ahead and text the word founder to the number 33. Four four four. Again, text the word founder to the number 33444. If this episode has helped you, if it has added value to you, please share it with the people that you care about most. If you need help identifying your one thing and your purpose, go to the onething.com slash my purpose to get a free action guide there. And should you decide that you want to actually attend a conference that will help you, go to theonething.com slash amplify. Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. We look forward to being with you in the next episode where we're going to share a recent keynote that I delivered at the Keller Williams Realty International Family Reunion Conference. Until then, make sure you subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and we'll see you in the next episode.